This is CBS News Bay Area with Juliet Goodrich. And good evening. It's an iconic part of the city in the shadow of the Transamerica Pyramid. The corner of Columbus and Kearney marks the unofficial boundary of both the Chinatown and North Beach neighborhoods. And that's exactly where Mayor London Breed wanted to put a new sober living facility. It would have transformed the 150-room-old North Beach Hotel into a facility offering housing, as well as support and services for people struggling with addiction. It is the latest effort by the mayor's office to combat the ongoing drug crisis in the city after they recorded a record 806 accidental overdose deaths last year. Well, despite all that and concerns about other forms of crime in the neighborhood, locals and businesses worry the facility would have only hurt their efforts to bring more people to the area. Our Laureen Ayub has more from one of the neighborhood's most recognizable landmarks. Well, it's an offer they knew they had to refuse. North Beach and Chinatown community leaders have said no to Mayor Breed's nearby sober living project proposal. And here at Cafe Zoetrope, a restaurant owned by legendary godfather film director Francis Ford Coppola, the staff here tell me they already have enough neighborhood issues to deal with. It's an iconic corner in San Francisco's Little Italy. Bordering North Beach in Chinatown is Cafe Zoetrope. In this flat iron building, you will find a charming European style cafe owned by renowned film director Francis Ford Coppola. The restaurant's manager, Lydia, says she loves serving the community here. I really enjoy working in the area and uh, the sense of community we have. But that sense of community has dealt with growing danger in recent years with Lydia herself being assaulted by unhoused individuals nearby who suffer from addiction and mental health issues. Still, she does her best to protect the beloved restaurant she manages. That's why when she heard about a proposal for a sober living project at the nearby North Beach Hotel, safety became another alarming concern for her. We have enough people suffering in this neighborhood. Ultimately, after community members raised their voices, including those in Chinatown, Mayor London Breed released a statement deciding to look elsewhere for the sober living site, a reflection of the longstanding community's ability to influence key decisions. But Lydia says she still worries for her team's safety, with unhoused individuals sometimes attacking her own employees. My staff, they're coming here every day. They have to clean. They have to keep people out. They're tired to be dealing with this all the time. And the business is feeling the hit too. Cafe Zoetrope is a key tourist attraction in the city, but Lydia says that tourism traffic has decreased significantly. Cafe Zoetrope, this is Lydia. We have less and less tourists coming and you can see it and feel it. And a lot of business, that are closing around us. So it's a problem already. A problem that breaks Lydia's heart. She immigrated from Argentina to San Francisco for a better life. She loves the city that she serves, but she believes her neighborhood needs more protection. Everybody's coming here for something because it's, it's a very nice place. So we have to take care of it a little more. <laughs> the kind of care that speaks up. So there's a push in San Francisco to provide free access to books about addiction recovery, as library workers say they're among the most stolen from libraries in the city. 
Supervisor Matt Dorsey, who introduced the legislation this week, says drug and alcohol treatment can certainly save lives, but recovery programs are what truly change lives for the long term. Now to Oakland, where a small group of recall protesters interrupted Mayor Shang Tao's press conference today. Things got heated at one point, but some members of the Oakland Ambassador Program helped de-escalate things. The mayor and other city leaders were there to announce a new $3.5 million grant meant to boost community safety programs like those very same ambassadors. Leslie Gooden was out with one ambassador today to find out how this money will help their mission of making Oakland a safer place to live and do business. Um, so you're interested in maybe going to a program? Meet Sakone Las Tong, who many people recognize him by his green community ambassador vest. He spends his time connecting and patrolling Oakland's Chinatown. For a year, I do the outreach and, you know, uh, I help provide food, water. He is one of seven community ambassadors now turned mediators who is helping with overall street safety. But at least it'll, it'll get you off the street, get you to a safe place to, you know, to rethink. This includes connecting individuals to housing resources, building community relationships and de-escalating situations. Sacone says it gives him a purpose. I've been incarcerated for 20 years and I was released at the end of 2018 and it was part of my, my promise to the uh, Board of Parole hearing that upon coming home, I would give back to the community. Soon there could be more people like him throughout the community. At a press conference on Wednesday, Mayor Tao announced the partnership with Family Bridges and a $3.5 million safety grant to add more ambassadors to downtown and Chinatown. The program will promote safer and more secure streets while improving outcomes for people in crisis. Now, the pilot program's overall goal is to reduce law enforcement and emergency responders having to respond to non-emergency and non-medical situations. For example, if a community member or a business owner has, uh, has, has uh, an altercation or an issue with a houseless person, that's when we're called in to de-escalate a situation and try to resolve the issue. The ambassadors are only focusing on non-emergencies, but if a situation escalates to violence, Family Bridges says ambassadors would need to call emergency responders because this would be out of their scope of care. But they would continue to try to de-escalate the situation until they arrived. Business owners like Chris Baker says having the ambassadors in the area has been helpful. They, they clean up the place. They uh, talk to you whenever they're here. They're really nice. They keep you informed, too, if anything's happening on the block, important, that you need to know about. So, yeah, no, we really appreciate our ambassadors. Zacone says they want to help before the crisis begins. And I check in and validate folks just so that they know that there's somebody there for them consistently. And consistency is key, right, to building um, trust. So far, they have been able to defuse 79 situations. And Sacombe believes getting more ambassadors trained and on the team will be impactful to all in Oakland. Turning to the weather now, the break in the rain gave Caltrans crews a big chance to work on repairs. This on Niles Canyon Road near Sonol. So right now they expect it to be closed until at least Friday. We'll certainly keep you updated. 
Wasn't completely dry, though. We saw some light showers in parts of the <laughs> Bay Area, as you predicted, but much less than the last two days. So, Paul, you're here to tell us what is next. Hey, there. Oh, much less than the last four days. Yeah. It's just a few straggling showers out there. The system, the system kind of sputtering to a halt instead of everything ending at once. But the last of those showers has come to an end over about the past 90 minutes or so. We can reset first alert Doppler towards the beginning of the loop here about four hours ago. We still had numerous showers, especially in the North Bay, but they just have been dissolving over the past hour or two. And now we are in for a stretch of dry weather. The rainfall recently has built up a bit of a surplus across much of the Bay Area. The exception to that is Livermore still running at just 90% of what's averaged to this point in the water year, but well over 100% for Santa Rosa, downtown San Francisco and San Jose. In fact, we're getting close to the average rainfall total for the entire water year in downtown San Francisco. That's just over 21 inches of total rain. No rain in the forecast for the next few days, but some locally dense fog, including a dense fog advisor for Solano County, but it's not like the fog is going to be confined to the county borders. We're going to start off with that fog across much of the Bay Area. We'll track how long it'll take to dissipate and how much we're going to warm up. It's coming up in a few minutes. All right, you've been busy, Paul. Thank you. President Biden arrived just in time to miss the rain. Air Force One touching down this afternoon at SFO. He was greeted by local leaders like Mayor London Breed and his longtime colleague from his days in Congress, Nancy Pelosi. So from there, his helicopter, Marine One, took the president to the Marina Green for one of several fundraising events he'll be doing before heading to Los Altos for more campaign events tomorrow. And since he's in the Bay Area, protests in San Francisco's Alta Plaza Park took the opportunity to call for the president's action, demanding an immediate ceasefire in Gaza. President Biden signed an executive order to boost cybersecurity at U.S. ports. So this order gives the Coast Guard greater authority to inspect or control ships that present a possible cyber threat. All right, Oakland has already seen what a ransomware attack can do to the city's infrastructure. A security analyst telling us a cyber attack on the port could bring major disruptions in the global supply chain. Another concern is the equipment at U.S. ports. Around 80% of the giant cranes come from China. Officials worry they can be used by hackers to infiltrate computer systems. It wouldn't take much for a threat actor to embed a piece of malware inside a crane as it's being shipped to the U.S. Um, so those pieces and parts could all be controlled centrally from an unfriendly country. And that's that's not something we can tolerate in something as critical as a port. So the Biden administration says it will invest $20 billion in port infrastructure over the next five years. And the president also announcing today that he is canceling another $1.2 billion in student loan debts. The White House emailed people who are eligible this morning. That includes anyone who is enrolled in the federal save repayment program. They've already been repaying their loans for at least 10 years and borrowed no more than $12,000. While a college degree is still a ticket to a better life, that ticket is too expensive. And too many Americans are still saddled with unsustainable debt in exchange for a college degree. And that's life-changing. I no longer have to be forced to choose to work or to settle to simply pay off student loan debt. 153,000 borrowers will have their debt completely wiped after this, which adds to the 3.9 million borrowers whose debt was already canceled through executive actions since Biden took office.